0: Welcome to our podcast. I am Shay Reinberg, and I am here with Dennis Long to discuss minor Roman gods and goddesses. There is practically a god for everything, many of whom are agricultural and water gods. Because there are a lot of them, we will only be discussing the most important, those being Proserpina, Victoria, Bellana, Aurora, Janus, and the Lars and Panades. These particular minor gods are significant because they were important to the Romans and their society and the ways in which they lived.
1: Let's start off with the Roman god of both beginnings and pathways, Janus. Janus' importance is quite great, as the first month of the year, January, was sacred to him and therefore named after him. The beginning of each day, week, and month are also associated with him. Additionally, whenever gods are spoken of in liturgies, Janus would always be the first to be mentioned. Next is Victoria, the
0: goddess of victory. She is the child of the river Styx and charioteer Zeus. As many know, the Romans were violent and brutal, as many civilizations in ancient times were. They were very patriotic and valued victories in war. Roman armies worshipped her especially and triumphant generals as well after they came back to Rome from the war. They built sanctuaries and a temple on the Palatine Hill dedicated to her. Unlike the Greeks and their equivalent of Nike, Victoria was very important to Roman society.
1: Similarly, there was the minor Roman goddess Bellana, goddess of war. Bellana was worshipped to bring a warlike spirit and enthusiasm to Roman armies and generals. Appius Claudius built a temple to her that was of great political importance. At this temple, the senate would give audience to any foreign ambassadors, mostly those who they did not completely trust, and generals would also come here with triumph. There was a pillar in front of this temple where they would make official proclamations about wars and launch a spear over this pillar. There were also priests of Bellana, who were called Bellanarii. They offered sacrifices to the goddess. For example, on March 24th, they would wound themselves to offer the blood or drink it themselves in order to receive the warlike enthusiasm. Unlike Victoria, there is no Greek equivalent for Bellana. Bellana was unique to the Romans and fit their aggressive society well.
0: Another goddess we will talk about is one of the most well-known minor gods, Proserpina, whose Greek equivalent is Persephone. She is the goddess of vegetation, daughter of Demeter and Zeus, both of whom are major Olympians, and the queen of the underworld. In the most famous myth about her, Proserpina is suddenly abducted by Hades one day and forced to stay with him in the underworld. While in the underworld, Hades gives her a pomegranate to eat. And although she at first doesn't want to, she eventually gives in to the temptation and eats six seeds. After that Demeter then gets Zeus to intervene and Hades agrees to let her out of the underworld but only if she agrees to stay six months of the year each year with him based off of how many seeds she ate. Because of this myth, Apostropena became the queen of the underworld. This myth also provides an explanation for why both fall and winter occur as the goddess of vegetation is gone during these months and therefore agriculture is halted each year during these months.
1: Another minor Roman goddess that is more well known is Aurora, the goddess of dawn. She is the daughter of Thea and Hyperion, and her home island is Ea. There is an infamous myth about her and Tithonus, her lover. So Tithonus was the prince of Troy, and Aurora fell in love with him. She then gave birth to a son with him, Memnon, who later became the king of Ethiopia. Since Tithonus started to age because he was mortal, and Aurora, devastated that he would die soon, begged Zeus to make him immortal. Zeus gave in and granted Tithonus immortality. However, Aurora never asked Zeus for his eternal youth, so Tithonus had gray hair and became tripled. Around this time, Aurora fell in love with another mortal man, named Cephalus. This man, however, was not in love with Aurora and was greatly devoted to his wife. Aurora still pursued him and eventually tricked Cephalus into accidentally killing his own wife. Aurora was also involved in the Trojan War, where she brought morale to the Trojans. Romans worshiped her for hope and rejuvenation for when they woke up in the morning.
0: And finally, we have the Lares and Panates. Both were often depicted alongside the goddess Vesta, who was the goddess of the home. Before the Lares, came to be known as how we hear them today, the Lares were worshiped as the gods of the cultivated field. As Rome progressed, however, the Laris came to be known as household gods or spirits of the dead that eventually became divine that protected homes. Each Roman household would have a unique depiction of their Lar, and would pray to them every morning. In the household, the Lar would usually be depicted as a youth that held a drinking horn in one hand and a cup in the other. Lares didn't always have to be a single household's god, however, as there were public lares that existed. Public lares would belong to the state rather than a single household, and would look over their neighborhood. The panates were guardians for the whole household, ensuring the family was prospering and healthy. There were also public panates, panates publici, and they guarded the state and its patriotism. The lares and panates showed the significance of preserving the family for Romans.
1: As a final point, though the minor gods and goddesses are not as infamous and great as the Twelve Olympians, they are still very important to the ancient Roman's religion. Both minor and major gods and goddesses show us what was important to the Romans and what they did in their everyday lives. Janus, Delares, and Panades, Victoria, Bellona, Aurora, and Proserpina were all worshipped by the Roman pagans and impacted their society.